As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Digital Transformation Podcast, interviews with best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives all driving today's digital success. This is the show that will help you take advantage of digital transformation to build your business and career. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. Our guest today is Thomas Earle. Thomas is a best-selling IT author focused on contemporary information technology and practices. He is the founder and president of Architura Education and the founder and senior advisor at Transformative Digital Solutions. And he's with us today to talk about his new book, A Field Guide to Digital Transformation. Thomas, welcome to the show. Now, digital transformation can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, What's your definition of digital transformation and why is it so important today? It's hard to come up with one specific definition because it means many things to different organizations. Some refer to it as a strategy, but for some contemporary organizations, it's more like an inevitable strategy. It's a um, evolutionary stage in business technology that I believe most uh, corporations, especially those on an international scale, Uh, we'll need to move toward. And so it is really, uh, to me, a stage in our uh, business and technology communities that represents a milestone that we're all transitioning toward, some more successfully than others. But essentially what it is, is um, a way that an organization needs to be restructured, needs to change how it delivers its business, and needs to change how it automates its business based on technology innovations that have now come about and that converge in order for us to properly leverage them, along with new and modern business practices and strategies that we can now realize based on the availability of those technology innovations. So, you know, it's how it applies to a given organization um, will vary based on their requirements, based on the nature of their business, based on practical considerations, such as how they, um, what they can invest, the extent to which they can culturally transform, as well as organizationally and technologically, and um, also the extent to which the market will allow them, because uh, one of the main motivators behind digital transformation adoption is to gain um, advantages over competitors who may already be adopting this themselves. So it's a very large subject matter, but it's best to view it as 
um, a generational milestone that many, many organizations are taking seriously and moving toward. You mentioned competitive advantage in digital transformation has prompted a rethinking of the way that we work for many organizations. It's essential in order to simply remain competitive. But you advocate for techniques that go beyond that to really turn your organization into a disruptive force. What do you mean by disruptive force? And how can we do it too? It's a really, really good question because it's something that organizations are learning as a result of um, delving into what digital transformation may mean to their business. It provides an opportunity for organizations to expand their business scope beyond what it has been traditionally, essentially to get out of their comfort zone and introduce new lines of business, um, enter new markets, all of these doors um, may open themselves for organizations when they successfully adopt these new technology innovations and practices because they can now not only do what they've done previously um, in a better manner, they can introduce and grow uh, products and services building upon an improved foundation and it's disruptive in that they themselves are now uh, muscling their way into new markets that may not have been available to them previously. They disrupt the market space in a positive manner. That's the objective. But then, of course, that also prompts competitors to do so as well. So it shakes things up in a number of ways on a number of levels. And again, it you know it's worth pointing out that for many organizations, this can be a positive transformation when this is carried out in the correct manner. Um, for others that accelerate it or neglect certain aspects, it can be a regression. It can be a negative uh, form of disruption in which they, they try and they fail, and that can take them backwards. So it's important to understand the direction that an organization needs to go um, in alignment with their requirements um, their resources, and what digital transformation platforms and practices can offer them. It's that alignment, it's that marriage of what is available to them and what they can realistically do that has to be understood, defined, and then executed. So using digital transformation techniques to break into new markets or define new opportunities that weren't there before, that's, that's different than using the techniques to save money or increase my efficiency. Can you give us an example of how we can do that too? Suppose I have a business that has been in maybe a couple of generations now, and I need to refresh my approach to the market and how I do business and indeed refresh my markets that I reach. Can you give us an example of how we can do that with these technologies and become disruptive? One of the key elements to uh, a digital transformation being successful and achieving exactly what you just stated uh, comes down to uh, data intelligence. That is something that is new to many organizations. Organizations have business automation solutions that process data. They're used to having dashboards and reporting and reviewing statistics and analytics. But data intelligence is really at the heart of what uh, digital transformation um, is all about. It provides an extremely deeper level of insight that gives organizations true empowerment as to understanding exactly where things are failing, 
where things are succeeding, what the root causes of certain um, outcomes have been, but also uh, data intelligence from any organization goes well beyond the organizational boundary. Organizations are acquiring data from external sources or collecting it themselves to understand and get those deep insights um, for an entire marketplace so that they can better optimize and position themselves to be successful. And especially if the plan is to grow, to build upon what they already have, to be truly disruptive. All of this intelligence um, goes well beyond what we've traditionally been accustomed to. It, it means learning about how we can utilize it, but having the um, underlying uh, ability to generate it and, and knowing the intelligence is accurate really empowers our organizations to um, go well beyond what they've been accustomed to in terms of their business growth. It's one thing to collect a lot of data. It's another to really get intelligence out of that data. Where do the new tools play in all of this, like AI, for example, and how can we leverage those tools to really help us get the intelligence out of the data that we need to craft a new world of business? AI introduces the opportunity, not just to give us deep insights, but another key element is its ability for us to leverage to it, um, to us to delegate to it, I should say, uh, the ability to automate decisions based on those insights. So we can give an AI system the responsibility to automatically act upon um, its own analysis results and then carry out decisions itself, which can be beneficial for rapid response and, and agility. Um, but it can then also continue to learn from the outcome of its decisions uh, as we are able to assess whether some decisions were more successful than others. Um, that can be re-input into the AI system. It, it goes through a data model training process whereby it then can learn to improve its decision-making capabilities uh, on an ongoing basis. And so that can rapidly um, enhance the efficiency and automation control we have over our business operations. It can help us outperform competitors. It can help us, it can help us learn from the AI system because there are other cases where the AI system may be able to make almost, almost instant decisions based on complex input that we as humans may not be able to. But it all comes down to um, the quality of the data. If, if the data itself is compromised if if there is what's known as data bias that in infiltrates the data where certain things are weighted more than they should be compared to others. Um, if the quality of data we acquire from external sources is not um, is not what it should be, or if we don't have good internal quality assurance um, uh, processes and and control set up to ensure that what we input these systems is um, is correct and accurate and current then the risk there is that these systems can lead us down the wrong path altogether. Do you want to be a guest on the Digital Transformation Podcast? Well, it could happen when you join our Knowledge Leadership Circle. Tell us about your ideas and advice. What technologies and solutions do you recommend? And how can our listeners benefit from your approach? Be a guest. Find out more at digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash guest.
You're listening to the Digital Transformation Podcast. Our guest today is Thomas Earle. Thomas is a best-selling IT author focused on contemporary information technology and practices, and he's with us today talking about his new book, A Field Guide to Digital Transformation. Now, Thomas, one of the common challenges associated with digital transformation is not the technology itself, but actually managing the change. What is your advice for our listeners who struggle to manage the people and organizational aspects of digital transformation? What what a digital transformation initiative can result in is um, uh, significantly enhanced automation. There are opportunities to replace human workers on a large scale that have traditionally been carrying out um, relatively simple or menial administrative tasks. Those can be automated now. And uh, what is important is that there is a plan in place and there is strong leadership in place whereby human workers uh, whose role um, may be superseded by automation, that there's a plan there for them to be um, retrained and educated to a point where not only they are reallocated, but what truly makes digital transformation initiatives successful is when those human workers move on to tasks and roles and positions that better leverage their capabilities, go beyond the menial, that leverage um, new skills and new brain power that they have to contribute and enhance their contribution to the organization. Human worker retraining reallocation um, is, is a key part that empowers an organization to better take advantage of the resources they already have and to further then leverage the new automation opportunities that come with it. Education is key. Not only education of human workers that need to be reallocated, but education of the leaders themselves. In order for there to be strong leadership, leadership itself needs to understand and needs to be very aware of not just the business outcomes that the that they want to achieve, but in the process that is required to take place in order to achieve that business outcome. So the there needs to be a greater understanding of how and where automation can be introduced, of how and where the organization can be restructured. And um, and then and there needs to be so a commitment to, to the human workers, a commitment to the organizational culture so that adoption is supported and a commitment to policies and processes that support that transition. So um, ultimately, a governance framework is required that can oversee that, not just a governance framework for the technology, but a governance framework that encompasses the organization, the culture, the technology, and customer centricity aspects of what all those elements um, support. Now, can you give us an example of one organization that has been successful using these approaches? What did they do? What were the results and how can we do it too? One really good example, uh, one of the um, technical reviewers who was a, um, a significant voice during the authoring process of uh, the uh, the field guide to digital transformation, his name is uh, Clemens Uchik. He works for a large healthcare organization called uh, Boringer Ingelheim, international organization that won the uh, 2020 Digital Leader Award and has all already 
um, successfully um, carried out several of these stages that I've discussed, uh, and again, has successfully done so um, encompassing the technology, the organizational shifts, the cultural um, impacts. There, it, I would encourage listeners to look them up. Um, I believe some reports have been published about their efforts, but uh, I think that's a really good um, sample scenario to point to and to also use as inspiration. But, you know, that's a very large organization. I believe that digital transformation is applicable to um, organizations of different sizes that require uh, or that can leverage a digital presence for their line of business. And, and that encompasses many more types of organizations as well. You're listening to the Digital Transformation Podcast. We are speaking with Thomas Earle about his book, A Field Guide to Digital Transformation. Now, Thomas, we have reached the action item round of the show. I'm wondering if you could please provide us with three quick action items that our listeners can do to begin to take advantage of the ideas and advice in your book. Yeah, absolutely. I I have three in mind, and if I may, I'd, I'd, I'll add a fourth if that's okay. But the, the key is timing. So it's something that needs to be understood as soon as possible because everything is here now. It's happening around the world. Organizations are taking it seriously. Organizations are actively adopting it. And if it's something that is relevant to what you do, the sooner you educate yourself about it, um, the sooner you'll be able to understand not just whether it's applicable to your to your business, to your organization, but also to what extent you're ready to adopt it. It, it needs to be understood what your um, organizational readiness is. Are, are there, um, what are the obstacles? What are the boundaries? What are the resources? What are the parameters that need to be factored in in order to plan and execute this successfully? We've had organizations go through planning stages and then decide to hold off for three or six months before they actually proceed because they come up um, with a checklist of things that they need to address before they feel comfortable making the investment. And that's something that we help them with as well. But, uh, but once that's achieved, then there needs to be an understanding before you proceed with it as to how you will govern it. How will what you begin um, be managed and evolved over time? So this is a long-term um, transformation. It may take years for some organizations. And during that time, the organization needs the flexibility to augment its roadmap. There may be new innovations. The market may change. There may be new product ideas that come about. So that agility to be able to adjust your uh, direction based on those types of factors while maintaining a consistent um, direction in terms of the ultimate objectives for your organization, both in terms of technology as well as organizationally, uh, that, that needs to be in place. So not just a plan to execute it, but also a plan as to how you will oversee it over time with that level of flexibility. And, and then um, how to protect it. With digital transformation-related technology innovations comes great power 
that can help organizations achieve great things, but that great power can also be abused. So when you understand a bit more about what's happening in the cybersecurity world now, where that data intelligence can be collected by malicious uh, parties that can try to use it against an organization, uh, that needs to be understood so that these types of threats don't derail your um, your initiative so that you have protection with what you put out there, um, in, not just in terms of um, online protection, but protection that applies to all levels of an organization, uh, internally, externally, um, data privacy, and all kinds of cyber threats that need to be factored in. That needs to be part of the plan. And that also needs to be evolved with the roadmap because uh, the cybersecurity space is evolving right along with the digital transformation space. And we just need to stay in touch with it to stay ahead of it the best we can. That is Thomas Earle. Get his book, A Field Guide to Digital Transformation. Thomas, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Digital Transformation Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been uh, great being here. Very much enjoyed it. That'll do it for this episode of the Digital Transformation Podcast. But join me next time when I continue to talk to best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives, all driving today's digital success. And I'll talk to you next time on the Digital Transformation Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.